Hello, good people, and welcome to this is season 11 of, and it's episode one. Um, I'm Chris Shorten. With me is Paul Christoph. Good evening. With me is Jeffrey Chi. Good day. And this is the Brunswick Beer Collective. And, all right, so we've had four weeks off. Um, I should just do a bit of housekeeping for a start. Um, so we're changing how many episodes we do per season. Um, we're finding we're maybe a little bit burnt out from um, the amount of drinking we're doing. It's, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. When you go out on, you know, a Wednesday, then you have an event on a mm. Thursday, and then you go out on a Friday and a Saturday and mm. a Sunday, and mm. then Monday comes along and you just want to stay home. Yeah. And you have to record an episode and drink mm. more. <laughs> so... We don't have to. <laughs> no, we have no, to. We, we have to. Well, but, but as we were just talking about before, mm. I think it's important, you know, we, we don't have to, but we do, mm. because I think it's more important that we, that, you know, people, the five people listen to us, mm. that know six, when the six. content is coming out and that it comes out mm. at that mm. schedule, right? Yeah. I think that's that's more important than whether mm. it's, you know, 20-week seasons or three-week mm. seasons mm. or whatever. As long as you, you know, once you say something, you kind of commit to it and you, you release on that schedule. Otherwise, people don't know when to look for it, and that's that's a pain in the ass. Agreed. We don't want to be pains in the asses. More so. And more so than we already yeah. are. Yeah. That's um, right. An acceptable pain in the ass. I feel like that's appropriate. So, it, with that in mind, we're going to eight episode seasons. And then we'll take four weeks off, then we'll do another eight episodes. So, it's uh, all talking shit yeah. for two thirds of the year. Yeah, yeah. Um, consider it like you, you know how that um, uh, you've seen a few of the Marvel TV shows on Netflix, and it just seems like they could have been done in eight episodes, but they've got thirteen episodes. This is a thirteen episode season. All killer, Sorry, no filler. Eight. All killer, no filler. It's kind of what they did with the last two seasons of Game of Thrones, right? They sort mm. of went from thirteen episode seasons down to six or mm. seven episode seasons. Yeah, and we're yeah. basically Game of Thrones. Exactly. Except they were just annoyingly vague on the topic when they mm. said, "Oh, we've got about yeah. thirteen hours of content left to cover." Mm. <laughs> 55% of the story. Like, it's... Uh, anyway. the, the, the George has... Well, winter is coming. It. Yeah. Well, winter's here. Winter is here. It's arrived. Yeah. Well, in no, Game of Thrones, it? but not in... Oh, no. I mean in real life. Oh, right. Wait, yeah, wait, well, wait. There's the a difference? Okay. So, in other words, people, um, if that after... Uh, don't be surprised if after eight episodes or something like, oh, okay, they're not here anymore. But they'll be back. Oh, well, there'll you still know. be, of course, the Instagram and... Yeah, yeah, and every other weird... The Facebook social, and yeah. the website and all that, so... The Facebook. Um, uh, th- uh, thank you, Zuckerberg. Just before less, meeting Sean less Monday and Tuesday drinking. Yeah. Slightly less. About four weeks less. That's the theory. Yeah. Roughly. Mm, good point. Anyway, so we've had four weeks... Uh, we've had four weeks off. Uh, I can't... I can't, genuinely can't remember what happened in the last four weeks, but... We definitely did stuff. So let's talk about what we got up to. Um, I think, should we start with the South? Start with the South? Start with the South, yep. Right. So not last weekend, weekend before. Yes. Southside Athlon. Mm-hmm. Are we allowed to say the name of the Athlon? Is that allowed? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, the Seacathlon. It's the annual uh, sort of generally around March time event, mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. south of yeah. the river. The one time of the river we go south of one, one time of the year we go south of the river. That's right. That, that, that's almost an episode title. The one time of the river. The one, <laughs> the one time. time of the river. But yeah, it was pretty good. Um, yeah, it was, I think it's what we found more and more with the athletes. For the last two athletes at least anyway, we've kind of had a kind of smaller peak group, but mm. a larger core group. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So rather than sort of starting with three people and ending with mm. three people, mm. but having 35 people in the middle of the day, 
Yeah, we'll start with six. Yeah. yeah, we'll start with eight and finish with eight and sort of peak mm. at about fifteen or something yeah. like that. Is mm. sort of I think what we found. But, and yeah, I mean, I think I think the always always the weird part about um, the south side one is like for example, we started out at um, Otter's Promise, mm. and that was it's a sort of place that you sort of think to yourself. Everyone should know about this, and maybe everyone does know about this. But as Northsiders, I didn't. I knew the name, but I was really impressed. You know, I, yeah, I yeah. knew that Dan Toronto had started mm, mm. a bar called Otter's Promise mm. that had craft beer. Mm. But um, though I did find it's actually relatively close to where I am uh, three days a week, <laughs> so that's that's quite helpful information. Mm-hmm. It could be helpful. Well, it could be unhelpful. Yeah, it could be yeah. generally sort of not helpful at all, depending on. Uh, yeah, there's a serious, la- a serious. Um, maybe you don't need that help. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, because the alehouse is close to where you are seven mm. days a week. Yeah, yeah and that already. is not helpful. No, yeah, that's not helpful. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't really curb our um, drinking habits. Yeah, you're like, well, one more. Uh, it is literally. It's just there. <laughs> just yeah. there. So, so we went outside and. I guess the big obvious question is, what surprised people? Otter's Promise was awesome. Really Otter's liked Promise it. was great. Yeah. I mean, we thought it would be great, but it was... Yeah. But you still need to go and confirm. Yeah. Right? There was a good, um, good non, um, non-beer selection as well. Yep. So all the mm-hmm. non-beer drinkers were... Yep. We thought... I mean, the original thing was, oh, it's going to be, you know, one for the... Sort of bonus one mm-hmm. for the beer mm-hmm. drinkers at the start. And then... Uh, about half the group were non-beer drinkers, mm. and they were all very yeah, very well taken yeah, for. Mm. Mm. So that was pretty cool. Um, um, I managed to break a glass while I was there. Yeah, um, while, yeah that's right. While I was throwing a moon dog fr- frisbee, so you know, it's a good outfit when you break a glass with a frisbee at yeah. the first venue. Yeah, yeah, and it looked like some sort of family heirloom glass. Sorry, Dan. Yeah, Katuk, they were pretty. They were pretty mm-hmm. accepting of frisbee throwing. Oh yeah, they were, yeah, they were. That, yeah. that was that was a great place. And I won the bar tab. You did. <laughs> yeah. I wonder which business card it was. Because <laughs> I put my City Lane business card and my management consulting business card in there as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> anyway, so I think we are going to go back there because it mm-hmm. was just fun anyway. I think we said we were going to mm-hmm. go back there in any case. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, there's only so far $40 will get you with a group of us anyway. Oh, yeah, G- given the size of the yeah. group normally. And also well, Leonard's. I've never been to Leonard's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the that last... really good. The last time we tried to go, I think it was just too full and we couldn't mm. get in. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think it was on a previous SIG Athlon. Mm. And, we just and it was quite new back then as well. Yeah. So it was very popular. Now mm-hmm. it's just regularly popular now. Yeah. A, a, a reg, an average amount of popular. Yeah. But that, yeah, that, that was good. Um, even the Smith, I quite like the... Um, which one was the Smiths? They've got that outdoor area now, so they've renovated it mm. all. Yep. So last year we were going to go. The oh, yes, 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 yes. Shut yes. down for like three months or mm. something. We were actually reading about it. It's like the building's been, it was called mm. something else. It's like a pub, been a pub for like mm. 120 years. But yeah, they bought they bought the place next door, sort of, you know, some mm. crappy place that wasn't heritage listed or anything, so knocked it down and extended their outdoor area. And that was quite, that was quite a cool place to chill. And then, of course, Back Bar let us take over the uh, the upstairs oh, and yeah. we just ended up just kicking on there until mm-hmm. much later than we thought we were going to. So. Nice thing. Every, every, for every mm. um, every bit of coin you put in the tip jar, you got to request a song. I say, I didn't know that. Yeah. Nice. That, that would explain why the um, song changes. Um, why the song changes all <laughs> stuff we wanted and why the tip jar was so full. <laughs> but, hey, that's, that's a good... Uh, well, I do, that I, is good service that's worth tipping, isn't it? I, I do distinctly remember at Back Bar where... The, um, that there was a moment where the music stopped and I thought they were going to kick us out and then suddenly like five minutes later it started yeah. and it was like, 
yeah, we're okay. Now. Well, no, it's because the power went out. The power went out. That was, oh, when I get, that was when I shouted remix. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. Doing air horn noises. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, good Athlon. Mm. Yeah, it was fun. And probably less beer focused than a lot of Athlons we've done in the past. Mm. I'm finding that as well. The Athlons a few years ago were very beer focused. Yep. Now we've become a lot happier to switch to a wine here mm. or a... Mm whiskey there and yeah. it doesn't doesn't um i think the athlon's definitely d- disproving the whole thing that drinking mixing drinks is what gets you hung over it's fine you wake up the next day you're always a bit dusty but you're you're actually pretty much very fine slow um, because you know you've been eating you've been drinking a little bit of water take, walking take note craft beer drinkers you can drink both yeah, I think I was on spirits from about halfway through the day or something like that, I think. You know, so I'd, like the beer venues were definitely stacked towards the start anyway. So yeah. did the beer at the beer venues. And then once we're at the places which had, you know, all places nowadays pretty much still have a, a, a drink or beer, right? There's very few mm. places I walk into and go, if I had to drink a beer, there's it's nothing be. here that I will that I will happily drink. Yeah. But um, yeah, just you just sort of naturally move on to to move on around mm. to other things. So. Mm. Yeah, no, that was very good. Mm. What else did we do? We went um, to the uh, oh the Flemington Kensington Flemington Bowls Kensington Club. Bowls Club, which was um, I feel like bowls clubs have a certain trend these days where that there's like a certain hint of craft beer because if you go to like the um, Prince's Prince's Park Bowls Club, it also has a decent craft beer selection, um, but then the Fitzroy Bowls Club didn't. So um, maybe it's just off. they did have the Four Pines, which was uh, that's surprising. true. They had a few. Okay, bottles, but mm. you know, not craft beer venueish. I mm. suppose that was the best thing about the Flemington one is that legitimately mm. got a few yeah, yeah. taps and bottles mm. of you know you could go there as a craft beer place. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, well, I mean, we all know the person who's in charge of the beer <laughs> or in there, so so that kind of explains why yeah. they end up mm. with you know a good beer selection. Mm. Thank you, Joan. But and then I I keep forgetting to mention that of course we went to the. Uh, what was it? The co-conspirators launch of their mystery. mystery oh, yeah, the mystery beer. With um, a kaiju. Yeah, that was good. But at, that was a Baris K and that was... Um, it was that beer which is Jeff, not, you weren't there for that. That imaginary no, style beer. No. That, no. Well, no, it was like... Um, oh, that's right. The NEPA instead of the... Um, um, New England, it's a New England Pale Ale instead of... Yeah, that. it's not even a thing. No. And, and I don't care. I like, <laughs> I, like, I, like, I like all the people at co-conspirators and kaiju. But that's not a thing. But it's a delicious. It was a delicious beer. Right. Was it hazy? I can't remember. Can't remember. Um, I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> so it was say... a good day. But they had the beer games, which was pretty cool. <laughs> mm. So, you know, they always have the rotating games at Bar SK. So mm. one of the indie game developers had just made a series of simple beer-related games. Mm. Mm. So you oh, know, cool. each controlled a pint glass, and there'd be mm. beer coming, and you had to sort of push each other and yeah. maybe knocking beer out of each other's glasses on the screen and then yeah there were just some simple games they were all quite they were very fun it's, nice. I feel like it's typical of why Bar SK is such a good little venue yeah um, but you know we could kind of go on all day about Bar SK and we will at some point in the meantime Jeff, you were in New York. I was in New York so yeah so as part of my most recent trip to the northern hemisphere I ended up having to do a week and a half in New York City for work because mm. whoever was meant to go couldn't go. So I said, Lazy "Well, buggers. yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take if them. I have to. If I have to, I'll take one for the team and go over to New York City." Yeah, and it was really cool. So I got to a mix of you know places that I've been to before and some new places. So 
you know, when some old friends went to Proletariat, which is down on St. Mark's Place, and there's mm-hmm. like one of those, this is a real narrow bar, um, you know, like, you know, 16 taps or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's really friendly. Like if, if you go in there when it's not completely rammed, which wasn't mm-hmm. that night, I've been there on another time when, yeah, you just sit there and just having a chat to the bartender and he'll like, you know, he'll give you stuff out of his, you know, private stash and stuff. And so that's really cool. Um, what is in his private stash though? I think it was like last time I was there, it was like just all these like crazy sour beers and stuff like that. So it's whatever he's sort of been accumulating over time. I uh, went to a bar called The Jeffrey up on the sort of not quite upper east side, but sort of high ish on the east side. Um, I, I, I have a fair idea as to why you went there. Yeah, well, I was kind of, I was kind of walking past and went, well, I could go now. <laughs> and again, like, I, what I discovered is I'm in Manhattan, just everywhere is just rammed every night of the week, all mm, the time. Mm. Like, I got there at about 10 p.m. on a Tuesday, mm. and there was nowhere, there was not a seat to be had for love or money. Like, I tried both, and, and neither. <laughs> Neither really worked. Which then, is always awkward. But I waited around for a bit and, you know, got to sit down there and, you know, I, I drank quite a few neepers there, mm-hmm. actually. Like, I, I don't know why. Just sort of, that just sort of seemed <laughs> to be what happened. Just, uh, just unavoidable. Um, I assume they weren't called neepers? No, no. They still call them, they call them neepers in, in the US. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but then the, I think my, my favourite find of the whole trip was this place called Covenhoven. So it's in Brooklyn, <laughs> but not... You know, it's sort of the more south bit of Brooklyn mm. getting towards Red Hook. It's just, I was okay. going to, I was kind of walking towards, um, is it Other Half Brewing that's in yep. in Red Hook? Mm. And then I just got distracted and ended up going to, <laughs> to this place. And yeah, I was like the first person in the bar. I got in there, I'd, I'd had some fried chicken for lunch. I got there about one o'clock and I was mm. the first person in the bar. I just sat down, just started chatting, chatting to the bartender. And yeah, just ended up just sinking neepers there all afternoon. Instead, didn't even get to Other Half. Uh, so yeah, like it's sort of got this like cool sort of industrial feel, mm. awesome fridge selection at the back so you can drink all the fridges, all the fridge beers in there. Again, like sort of 16 taps or something like that. Just yeah, real good conversation with the bartender. Like he, he had some Australian friends. So I was telling mm. stories about Australia. We we're just, you know, we we're just, yeah, we we're just talking shit. It was awesome. I, I do love the fact that wherever you go, somebody's got Australian friends. Yeah. Yeah. But I discovered the one thing I did learn is that, um, Florida is apparently mm. a, growing sort of area for craft beer so yep. you know i don't normally think of florida as a place to get craft beer from but apparently it is now the shit so so anyone who's sort of down there should get in there and then report back because when i was in miami two years ago there was not much to speak of from down there so i think it sort of really sort of exploded in the last couple of years have we had any beers from florida i can't remember i've had at least one like the one that i had there because they had it on tap it was the fresh by civil society brewing so it was a fresh fruity new england style well, ipa who's in town cigar city's tampa aren't they who's in tampa uh i'm not saying they're not if only i'd look this um <laughs> if only you'd looked at uh, you had a machine who can yeah there is one of the um i mean okay there's 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 a lot <laughs> Anyway, um, keep talking. I'll, I'll... Yeah, <laughs> talk, talk amongst yourself. Yeah. Oh, so, so they're from dinner. Okay. Oh. So I th- yeah, so I think that mm. would be like one of the mainstays of Florida craft beer. I think recently there's been yeah, it's, if, if, if yeah, if what I'm told is yeah, correct, there is, which um, I'm sure it is. Um, looks like there's there's there are more breweries in Tampa than in Melbourne, let alone in Victoria, let alone um, <laughs> let alone Florida. Nice. Uh, and then yeah, the, the other place that I got to which I haven't been to yet for ages is a place called the Stag's Head, which was the closest craft beer bar to the train before I had to get to JFK. So I decided I would maximize my beer drinking time by sort of, you know, uh, sinking beers right up until I had to catch the train out to the airport. So yeah, it's no, a good it was, strategy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a good strategy, yeah. I thought. So I was, by that point in time, I think the snow was settling. So I thought I'd, you know, mm. get on the, the coffee stouts and the imperial stouts instead of, uh, my favorite one there was, it was one called the, the icing on the cake. It was like a sweet stout by Grim Brewing, which was, which was yeah. quite excellent as well. So yeah, that no, was a, 
It's a good trip. Nice. Very good. I I don't think either of us have something to compare with that. No. No. Um so we should we should actually drink some beer because we have some special things that actually come with um, a manual. So we'll be back in a second. And we are back. And all right, we're starting with something that all right, I can almost guarantee that I'm going to say incorrectly. So oh, I'm, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to say. I'm going to say it correctly. I, I will still correct you though. Mm-hmm. I, was, I wanted to start with this um, post that's been posted on one of the beer Facebook groups. A post that's it's posted, it's, you say? Bob Bob Catadori's Sick Four or Four X. I saw that. <laughs> what is going on there? Uh, yeah. Because they've you know they shut down their like Milton thing and now they're distributing doing more stuff in um in um New South Wales. Oh, and redundancies. In theory, they should return to Castlemaine, shouldn't they? Well, that's where they're from. Wait, wait, seriously? It's Forex actually from Castlemaine? Castlemaine Brewery. Hmm. I there have you no go. idea. Originally. Um, well, these beers have nothing whatsoever to do with um, no, Forex. No, no X's at all. Not even a single X. No. So, Jeff, this was a box that you bought ages ago. Oh, it's a box that Paul, that Paul bought ages oh. ago. Um, I'm pretty okay. sure. But yep. then deposited in my fridge because he got told because he got told he was going to die. The beer crisper was, uh, was too full of coins. My wife and need to have vegetables put in there. Mm, mm, how annoying! Yeah, seems believable. So we're going to drink two of these tonight, today ish. What have we got? So we have the Gerza Discovery Box from Boone. Boone is a uh, a Belgian uh, brewery that's specialising in sort of lambic and sour farmhousey kind of styles. So uh, it comes with a book. So we're going to sound surprised. I'm going to... Tasting it, manual, yeah. I'm going to admit this up front rather than just rattling off this information as if I kind of know this stuff off the top it's of my head. pictures of how to pour the beer and everything. Mm. So. Seems like a lot of work. Here we go. In order to create a traditional Erd Gerza, one first has to brew a Lambic. A Lambic is a beer brewed using a, the process of spontaneous fermentation. It matures in a large oak cask, a so-called Ferda, after the brew has been brought to a boil, it is cooled in a shallow, open, cool ship. By, it sounds like they're just making this shit up. Mm. By opening the windows of the brewing room, I believe a brewing room exists, we allow fresh air to get in, along with the unique wild yeast present in the Zena Valley air. This really sa- sounds like we're in the Camino cluster or something <laughs> like that. Once the Lambic has been has cooled down, it Thank is you, pumped. Obi-Wan. That's right. Open one, we need your help. <laughs> It is pumped into oak furders where the fermentation process will commence spontaneously. The lambic is not used to create traditional Erd Gerza until after it has spent one to three years maturing in these casks. Such old lambic is fully attenuated and does not have any foam. By blending young and old lambic, thus allowing them to re-ferment in the bottle, we create a foamy beer called traditional Erd Gerza. So this is a blend of aged lambic and young lambic is what we are dealing with here. There was a lot going on in that description. I mean, it's very Gabriel Glass-esque. Yeah, that's right. And I, so, now this is the bit that is not in the book, Mm. right? And someone please correct me if I'm wrong. But I believe that the Erd Gerza that you drink um, when you buy Mm. from Bottle Shop, I think is a Mm. mix of different Mm. different vats of of Erd Gerza, right? So there'll be that one, Mm. that two, whatever. 
And so what they've done here is they've taken specific barrels because clearly spontaneous fermentation, you know, you're not going to get consistent results every time. This is not like Budweiser, the mm. greatest brewery on the planet, can make the same beer test every single time. Um, and so it does make them the greatest brewery on the planet. Exactly. So with the with you the very the kings of brewing. Yeah, the kings of beer, perhaps. <laughs> uh, so, it's so, so I think with with the idiosyncrasies of the barrel and the spontaneous fermentation process, etc., mm. etc., et each one is going to taste different. So maybe they blend it to try and get a more consistent kind of output. But here they mm. kind of split out. Well, the box contains four. Yeah. We're going to have two tonight of four different vats mm. of the uh, the Erd Gerza from Boom. It's so complicated. And by complicated, I mean it's um, you know it's beer. Yeah, that's right. So we're about to drink Vat ninety one. So I can give you some information on that if you like. The highly subtle, elegant, and gentle flavour of traditional Erd Gerza Vat ninety one is due to Ferda number ninety one, which <laughs> used to serve as a Calvados cask in Normandy. Now this Ferda produces an excellent gentle lambic, which is just perfect for traditional Erd Gerza. That 91 is a soft, full-bodied, complex, and well-balanced. Um. Oh, I put an A in there necessarily. The unique <laughs> oval shape of Ferda number 91 provides optimal use of warehouse space. It's such an odd thing. It's just... I mean, could, could you imagine, like, um, a brewer here describing anything that they've done? Um, and sort of saying, yeah, yeah, yeah no, this this, this came, this, this barrel was used during the war, and um, it's yeah, just, I don't know. it's just maybe maybe NT draft was brewed in barrels used during the war. <laughs> yeah, it's still, yeah, it's still there. There it is. Yep, mm. the NT draft. It's just mm. it's just I'm just aging it. Two whole liters of it. That's right. I'm afraid to. I'm afraid. I'm afraid what will happen if I open it. I don't think. I don't think anyone no. can ever open it. No, I I look. I'm more surprised that it hasn't burned its way through the glass. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It might be like Rick and Morty when they like release the toxins from themselves or something like that. We might have something something like that happening. Or I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what will happen. I think it's best not find out. No, no, it could end badly. Yeah. So, um, so the other thing this this book has is instructions on how to pour the beer, which mm. um, I, like we 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 were talking about this before mm. before we started recording. Um, so you meant to take a certain type of glass. We don't have that, but what you, you meant to hold it at a forty five degree angle, and while you pour. You turn the glass, and you turn the glass because it coats all of the glass mm, mm. with beer, and that apparently gives you a more uniform and even formation of head. And mm. I'm, I don't think it's anything you ever mm. see anyone do. I've never seen no. anyone do if that. If that's what you're meant to do, even like even at say like the Belgian beer cafes mm, and yeah. stuff like like the you know the Belgian beer bars mm. in Australia, I'm sure they do it in Belgium because yeah. they know what they're doing. Yeah. I've never seen anyone turn the glass while they pour the while they pour the beer ever. It's because they're kunst, as it says. <laughs> That's right. Yes, that is that is exactly what they are. What does that mean? The art of uh, something. The art of, art of the poor. The art of pouring the gerza. Maybe similar yeah. to Trump's. The art of the deal. Ah uh, no no no! The art of of pouring a glass of gerza is la art de servir la gerza. That's the French version. That's the German yeah. version. Yeah, so I guess that is what it's. I guess that yeah. must be the direct translation then. The art of ser- of pouring a glass of gerza. The there kunst. you go. Um, so has anyone actually sipped a beer? Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, this is this is my second beer for the night. Obviously, I had a pre beer. Um, it's uh, it. Very Gerza, dry. Gerza is always I was going to say kind of a nice thing to start with, um, but it is very dry. Yeah, very mm. dry. Yeah, I mean, you you could almost be convinced it was like you know dry cider or something mm. like that. In fact, if I bought someone told me it's dry cider, they believe me. Yeah. Mm. 
I was going to say, if it wasn't so, you know, r rare and valuable, we'd find someone on the street and give it to them and ask them what it was. But that's just a waste. Well, interestingly, I bought a bottle of um, wine the other day. It's like a natural wine from... Um, uh, I can't remember who they are. Someone in Victoria. Mm. And it tasted like a cider as well. Hmm. Maybe everything is cider. Uh, Maybe. Maybe everything's just like like cider at, at varying levels doubt, of ABV. Mm. Winning doubt, <laughs> cider. Mm. Yeah. Look, I can't do something there. Memento well, Mori. That was the uh, wine. That, it was I, a blue glass, which was very cool. With a wax cool. seal. Oh, that's not But so a good, good wax seal. That's okay. It was very easy to get off. Nice. See? Beer, <laughs> cider, wine learns from cider, can learn from beer, beer and it all... Look, it's I'm, a beautiful ecosystem. It is. I, I, I was just thinking it's nice that, um, you know, we've got things um, tasting like, or everything tastes like cider as opposed to everything tasting like a Nipah. Here's a question. Have you ever seen a beer in a blue glass bottle? No. I don't think I have either. Um, uh, Jeff Stern here. Blue glass bottle. Yeah. Mm. I mean, one must exist. Mm. Yeah, it's a good question. Blood Platinum comes in a blue bottle, but I think it might be aluminium. I don't think it's glass. Aluminum. <laughs> or aluminum. <laughs> it would definitely... Uh, with a tariff on it. With a tariff? Yeah. Get a <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Bud Light Platinum is about to get a whole lot more expensive. <laughs> oh, no, shut my mouth. That looks like a blue... That looks that like looks a glass, like blue glass There you go. Bud Light Platinum. Yeah. Boom. So, <laughs> so, ask the question again. Has anyone seen a beer in a blue glass <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, so Bud Light Platinum on rate beer gets a 0% one star. Wow, them's fighting words, man. Like, wait, it's wait. not... I don't think it's that bad. That's the thing. It probably tastes more like water than Bud. Mm. Or, more, or more like water no, than water. Um, what makes it platinum? That's like mm. Michelob, Michelob Ultra tastes like water. And you know why Michelob Ultra tastes like water? It's both low calorie and low alcohol. It's like a 3%... Yeah, low jewel beer. Blood, Bud Platinum Light is low calorie yep. because that's what light beer is in America, but it's 6% alcohol. So I struggle to think it will taste like water. Yeah. I'm not mm. saying it tastes good. I had it once because I needed it to complete yeah, the All American. Right. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. the All American yeah. badge on, on Fingo. Um, High untapped. There you go. I don't, th I don't think it should be in the zeroth percentile of like beer. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure that there are many, there are enough beers that are worse than it. Like Michelob Ultra to go in that case. Anyway. It is that funny thing. Every like, everybody who has rated that beer and rate beer, if they were to just drink that beer again, blind tasting, what would mm. it get? It's a good It'd question. Probably be like a, maybe even like a twenty percent or something. Mm. Well, a beer advocate it at least gets a two point two. So yeah, right. you like that so, kind of yeah. Makes sense. I'm happy. I'm happy mm. to back. I'm happy to back a two point two. But interesting though, rate beer is owned by AB and Bev. Ooh, isn't it? Well, they're the majority shareholder. I oh, do that. I did not know that. There uh, you go. I'll, check, I'll double check that uh, fact. I mean, yeah. not that facts <laughs> matter in this world anymore. But oh, look, I'm, um, you know. Mm. But um, yeah, I'm pretty sure because a lot of people said they were going to stop using rate beer. Mm. Because Interestingly, Bud Light Platinum contains 137 calories and regular Bud contains 145 calories. So not super light. So what's the hmm. difference then? Well, it's because it's the, it's, it's the, the difference is the alcohol content, of course. Like, is that what, what makes it platinum? Yeah. Yeah. So Bud Platinum exists and Bud Light Platinum exists as well. I feel we've gotten quite off topic here, but let's finish this. No, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> so, Look, I'm not going to reel you in here. 
And this is the um, this is the furphy of light beer because mm-hmm. the the a, a reasonable chunk, probably the majority of the yes. uh, there you go June last year, probably the majority of the calories in beer is mm-hmm. the alcohol, not the other mm-hmm. carbs that are in it as a result of you know the process. And so it's quite, it's a bit stupid, basically <laughs> the whole light beer concept. Anyway, um, enough. What are people saying about the VAT ninety one? Um, so. Having trouble finding things in English. So we have Sander L, bit hazy poor, also hazy poor, not poor, poor, also not foam, aroma, not heavy, bit boozy, bit sour, taste, light sour, bit more balanced in a taster. Four out of five. That Mm. is a large description, isn't it? It is. Uh, That's not useful. That's not useful. That's not in English. Might be useful. Um, Oh, you can always try to um, translate. Mm. RL at the Rivertown Lofts pool, massive blue cheese nose. Does RL stand for Rivertown Lofts? Is that maybe the owner? Or RL Stein? Could be. RL Stein. Stein. <laughs> hey, if Will Wheaton can release crafties, I don't see why RL Stein can't. It's I'd, true. I'd like to think he is. Although, then again, does anyone actually. Does RL Stein is like is like a, someone else, right? Yeah, it's like not his real name. Yeah. It's probably Stephen King because everyone is Stephen King. Is RL Stein the one who writes those? those comics? Yeah, so the young adults fiction yeah. crap. Yeah. That stuff, yeah. So it's a, it's probably like Stephen King and J.K. Rowling. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right, what else is there? A lot of people else? aren't saying much. Well, right. they're not saying it in English. Uh, Chalda, um, location unknown. Woody notes, but no Calvados. Was purchased at Braukunstladen. He must have read the book or it's written on the bottle or something. Or he just knows a lot. Knows that third and number ninety one yeah was a Calvados totally vessel. makes sense. Um, yeah, look, man. Yeah, nobody is saying anything. <gasps> All right, yep, uh, sorry about that. Then what do we think about it? Um, I'm giving it a three point five. Ah, here we go. Rowan A at Tranquility Base. Followed the ritual. This one is overrated. Citrus flavor. Purchased at Copper and Oak. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really dry, but it's, I don't know, it's got some, it's got a weird aftertaste. Mm. I don't know what that is, but I'm it's probably not the beer's fault. Maybe it's my fault, to be honest. I'm not getting the aftertaste. I would drink it again, but it's not my favourite boon beer, mm. let alone my favourite Gerza. Yeah, I'm not getting the aftertaste, but I'm still giving it a three and a half. Mm. I think, you know, I think it, this is, this is fine. Um, oh, I think the aftertaste that I'm getting is meant to be there. Right. <laughs> I okay. think it's a yep. weird mm. thing. Yeah, no, I think this is. I think this is fine. I think it's a perfectly acceptable version of this style. Uh, I think there's a reason, probably, why they blend them together. <laughs> yeah, they they work better as a team. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of like how people are always like up in arms about like you know being snobby about uh, single malt versus blended mm-hmm. whiskey. Yeah, it's like in theory, blended whiskey should be better than mm. single malt. Yeah, in theory, multiple great whiskeys. Yeah, if the Same master blender knows well. what they yeah, if the mm. master blender knows what they're doing. You know. I suppose that's that, that's the thing is a a poorly blended whiskey or poorly blended mm. coffee will be worse than a single origin. But yes. a well mm. yeah, they say a well blended one by someone who knows what they're doing should always be better because they know what the best characteristics to pick. Yeah. I like that theory. Agreed. Um yeah, three point five. Not that it matters, but three point five is for me as well. Yeah, excellent. So we should move on to VAT. Number 92. 
So after 91 comes 92, and 92 is... Uh, it's uh, oakwood, complex, and perfectly balanced with smoky and spicy touches. This traditional Erd Gerza is the favourite of our team of tasters. It's pleasantly mm. full-bodied, complex, and has a few smoky and spicy touches. These unique flavours are due to the oak cask, which used to be used by red wine makers in France's Rhone Valley. The oak leaves a clear mark on the general taste, adding an extremely welcome touch to the lambic's aroma. Um, Very good. I'm not saying it's not. Um, that that's your description, not from the book, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I uh, yeah, I knew all of those things. Well, it smells less like diarrhea mm. than the last one. It's always a good sign. Um, that's actually it's nowhere near as dry as the last one. Yeah, that's yeah, it's definitely yeah, less dry, a bit funkier. Um, mm. In fact, Jim N at Crafted the Beer Store says, so funky and smooth. Love walking into bottles like this. Hopefully they didn't literally walk into it. That'd be mm. disastrous. That'd be awkward. Thanks, random Crafted Beer customer. Oh, how nice. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Paul E, less complex than the That 109. Seems fresher, less wood, neutral for a lambic, high carb. Acidity, is, acidity if held in mouth. Surprisingly just okay. 3.75. We don't have the, uh, we don't have the VAT 90. One, no, 99, no. did you say? 109. Oh, 109. No, we don't. Yeah, we've got 108, 110. Mm. What happened to the box? Um, Rude. And Jim N gave it 4.5, just so I forgot to... Oh, yeah, Jim N. Liked it. Yeah, good mm. word, Jimmy. Cool. Uh, um, Silly C at Par Corner said Tack Morton, 4.75. Uh, Tack so, Morton. You know, there you the, go. Thanks, Morton. Mm. Seems like a few people bought it from Yeah, ta- uh, Tack is thanks, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Or Tuck or Tuck. however it is you meant to pronounce Tuck. it. What does Morton mean, though? Maybe that's the dude's name. Mm. Oh, yeah, thanking yeah. Morton. Because I only really knew Tack because it's like the title of a Sigur Ross record. I think I just see it all the time in like, my partner watches a lot of Scandinavian dramas with oh. like subtitles. So Tuck is a word I've figured out. Well, Most other words, no idea. Uh, yeah. wool, wool and jumper shows. The Bridge or something? The Bridge, yeah, yeah, yeah that one. I was That's... reading about that guy in the latest issue of Monocle. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, this episode is brought to you by Monocle. Interestingly, there's a, this, this, I mean, I'm not going to read this whole Swedish comment, but Boone's Discovery Box is not written in Swedish. So actually, I understand why you wouldn't write Boone in Swedish because, mm. you know. Yeah. I'm sure there's words for discovery and box mm. in Swedish. Yeah. It'd be funny if that was language without two that did not exist. I'm sure mm. they've at least got box. Mm. I'm sure there's a Swedish <laughs> word for box. That'd be super bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ikea, like, that's... Everything is in boxes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they just take it out of the... Yeah. Insert blank. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> Maybe that's the maybe that's the only boxes they have. Just, they're just so sick of boxes because of IKEA. They just don't yeah. have a word. They just go fuck that. We're not yeah, the government's box, like, man. We're not allowed to use that word oh, anymore. Right. Use word, that word is punishable by death. The word that shall never be said. <laughs> and if you dare say flat pack, you're out of here. That's right. Uh, Sander L again. Bit hazy pour. Also not much foam. Aroma sour. Bit apple. Bit acidic in taste. Three point seven five. Chris G at Beer Engine. Second from left. Is drinking. He must have the box because he has four um, glasses. Just, yeah. mm-hmm. And okay, yep, second from left. I don't know why anyone would care because they all look exactly the same in their photo. <laughs> it's a bit like people who say and he didn't. He didn't rate it either. So like people who say like you know, 
catch up from last night or something like when they're mm. posting in the morning. It's like that is not information no. anybody needs. No, it's, it's not really. Maybe helpful. they need it though. Maybe. What was I drinking? What I was drinking? I wasn't drinking on that day. Oh yeah, last night. Oh yeah, now I remember historical that, yeah. records because we had done that at times where mm. we like build a story of what happened based on sure check ins. I'm, I'm sure they're probably not going to that. They're just giving useless information. But mm. you know, in the, in the age of big data, is any information useless? Well, well, deep. deep. But oh, come on, all you Swedish people. All right, now it's Dutch people. All right, oh, here all right. we go. Chris M at the Casual Pint Countryside Village. The best aged stinky cheese in beer form ice had. I assume you meant right, I've had. I preferred what was ice had. <laughs> yeah, five stars. Really liked it. Wow. And mm. tagged in four mates. Hmm. Whereas right. Jeff B gave much simpler, unique at the same venue. Four stars. As long as he um, like went high on the unique part, that's all that matters. All right. Uh, what do we think, people? Yeah, this is this is for me definitely better than the last one. I think maybe the dryness sort of marked me down as well. I don't really go for those really dry kind of yeah drinks, mm-hmm. but um yeah, the, I think it tastes nicer. It doesn't have whatever that aftertaste was that the other one had. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's not as dry as it. It's wetter, I suppose. It sounds weird to say that. Yeah, I don't think. I think in the context of what we're talking about, I think isn't sweet the opposite of dry from the point of view of like sort of swat ciders and wines it's not and sweet things though. like that. Mm. It's, mm. Yeah, it's really funky. But maybe it's on, maybe there's like maybe there's like a triangle relationship here. Maybe you've got dry on one corner, sweet mm. on another corner, and then question mark on corner yeah, number yeah. three. You know, um, well, it's like that cocktail like bar that. that used to be really good, and then it that one that Matthew Bax had on um, Church Street. And it won all those awards and you went in there and basically the cocktails were, you know, some classics and some stuff that they'd decided they were going to make based on how they felt and what their ingredients oh, yeah, they yeah, bought yeah. in markets. But it just had the, all the cocktails were listed on a big diagram. And it was like, yes, yeah, sweet, dry, mm. and that this and that, fruity and something else. Mm. And, oh, it's like, um, and they were all listed about where they, where the staff thought they sat on the spectrum, mm. which was really cool. Mm. And yeah, it's like it's also um there's the um the the alchemist it's not there anymore on Brunswick Street used to not not to that extent but used to just list cocktails by flavor profile not by ingredient basically mm. which could have killed you buddy oh yeah yeah you know I mean unless, I mean half of them would have, would have had orange in them. yeah but they just no. they just deliberately not listed it yeah so like well, yeah. it's got orange in it but that's immaterial like that's not a that's not a major component to this cocktail <laughs> I don't need to mention that yeah, everybody likes oranges. And we're like, yeah, what oranges you, and peanuts. What if you've oranges done to and me? peanuts. No one dies from oranges and peanuts. It's fine. <laughs> this one is packed with shellfish. But, all right. Uh, four stars. Yeah, I, it's it's nice. Wow, well, four. Yeah. yeah, I really like it. Um, it's mild, mild and funky. I I I was yeah way in between three point five and three percent five. I like it better than the previous one, but you know there's a range mm. within each. Thing. So, and we got two more. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, where do you go from there? And I, I think, I think I'm going to stick with my original gut and and give it a three seven five. Yeah, I'm also going three seven five. It's nice, but you know, it's 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 an improvement on the last one. So, with though with our tiny instruction manual in hand, uh, we're going to finish for this episode, and we're going to drink the other two beers in the next episode. So. Until that time, uh, we've been the Brunswick Beer Collective, back for a brand new season. I've been Chris Shorten. With me, with me has been Jeffrey G. Good night. We've been Paul Christoph. Until next time. And we'll drink with you soon.